Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome, everyone, to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Rob Longo and Tom Fertile. Welcome, one and all. Good to be here, brother. Awesome, awesome. Everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 15 through 21. But Rob, before we break open the bread of life, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit in to see what Jesus wants to teach us today? Uh, I would love to. In the name of the Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, you are an awesome God. Thank you for your love and your patience and your kindness. Thank you for the gift of your word, the living word that meets us and greets us wherever we are, fresh and and new. So thank you for this opportunity to break open the gospel that we will here on Sunday. Please help us to be open to being taught, to be open to the changes that you may want us to make, to be the husbands and fathers and mothers and sons and daughters and wives, friends that we're called to be. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of Father, Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And Tom, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Absolutely. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew. The Pharisees went off and plotted how they might entrap Jesus in speech. They sent their disciples to him with the Heridians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man, and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. And you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. Then they handed him the Roman coin. He said to them, Whose image is this and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. At that he said to them, Then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Talk about trying to be buttered up, right? I mean, they're like buttering it up. You are so awesome. <laughs> and then it's just knowing the malice in their hearts. It's just so, Jesus knows. I mean, no matter how good something may look on the outside, Jesus knows the intention of our hearts. And uh, and I just pray that that our Lord can help refine and and you know, purge any thing that isn't pure. And that's why I thank the Lord, you know, because it's right here, you know, that it says, you know, and you're not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us what is your opinion. You see, for me, I thank the Lord for the gift of Holy Mother Church, because therein lies, as Scripture tells us, the Bible tells us, the bulwark and foundation of truth is the church. The church founded in Jesus Christ, founded on the rock, Peter, the holy Catholic church. So for me, I need to surrender my opinion to obedience to the church's teaching, who is taught and guided and protected by the Holy Spirit. So for me, I am so grateful that God entrusted to us his church, 
So that I don't have to go and say, well, my opinion is this and your opinion is that and his opinion is this and her opinion is that. No, no, no. We can all have opinions, but at the end of the day, we need to be like a Berean, search the scriptures, but then thank you, Lord, for Holy Mother Church, because we can go to her and say, what is truth? What What is the understanding of this? And for 2,000 years, the Holy Spirit, as scripture tells us, continues to shed the light of the fullness of the truth to Holy Mother Church so that we can lay confidence in the fact that she is our guide. She is our guardian. She is our mother where we can go surrendering our opinions and then being obedient to the Word of God, which Holy Mother Church protects, treasures, and many, 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 many have laid their life down for. And and David, as you're talking about opinions, I'm thinking of John chapter 6. Jesus didn't ask their opinion. He gave a a teaching, and and some of them said, this is a hard teaching when he gave the teaching on the Eucharist. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life within you. And then people laughed and said, this is a hard teaching. If there's a teaching on faith and morals, some of them might be hard. And it's okay to say, oh, well, this is hard. But are we willing, like you said, to surrender our opinion for obedience? And in the areas of faith and morals, we are so blessed. That's when someone, if someone says, well, what's your opinion about? And if it's an area of faith and morals, we can just say, you know what, I'm, I'm just so blessed to be a part of, of the Catholic Church and the beautiful teaching of the church on this is this. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's what, what I'm called to be obedient to. And, and uh, you know, so it's, it's good. And because it, once we start opinion, like once, even if it's, a, it's an area of faith and morals and I try to establish an opinion on it, then sometimes we get, we dig in. We dig in our heels on our opinion. You know, as, as early as, as we can, if it is faith and morals, then let's just try to, surrender that and just trust that God loves us so much that he gave us this church to show us how to live and and to show us, you know, show us the way home, show us the way home. And it's for our good, Rob. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. it's freedom. It's freedom. Total freedom. It's for our good, our edification, so that we can have the abundant life. Mm -hmm. But that slippery slope, once we make our own choices, what we think, oh, it's okay if I, well, I'm just going to guess what? We're heading down a slippery path and we ended up, guess what? Our choices, they end up having consequences. And what, you know, it's a perfect week to talk about this and talk about the beauty of the gift of the church, you know, because sometimes people, as they kind of, you know, question the church authority, criticize the church, say, well, it should be how it was back in the early days of the apostles. Well, of course, this week, uh, earlier in the week on Wednesday, you know, one of the feasts of St. Luke, right? So St. Luke, in addition, to, in addition to writing the gospel, of course, wrote the Acts of the Apostles. So, Go back to the Acts of Apostles. Read the Acts of Apostles and see how the early church operated. And then you cannot emerge from a reading of the Acts without seeing clearly the way the church operated, the authority of the church, the early apostles, and how they viewed things. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't committee. There was no ambiguity. Uh, there were decisions to be made. There was a, a new apostle to fill the role. Uh, you know, um, and Matthias was selected. There was what to do about the the, the Gentiles, and all these were brought. They were all brought to the church and the church leadership, okay? And when Paul wrote, he didn't write with an opinion. He didn't write with, hey, I want to share a thought with you. He wrote with authority, you know? And so, go back to the early Christians. They fully embraced that. They understood the words of Christ. They understood about building the building the, the church on the rock. They, they got it. And and and, and it, is, it is a beautiful gift that we have um, uh, that guides us. Because it, it's easy to say, well, you know, there's rules that cramp our style. There's rules that take away our freedom. 
And it's, and it's quite the opposite. I was talking to some students earlier this week, and I said, you know, how many of you drove to school? And, of course, a bunch of students drove. Now I said, did you stop at stop signs? And did you stop at traffic lights? And did you obey the speed limit? Well, two out of three ain't bad for some of them. <laughs> but, of course, now what if, there were no, what if there were no stop signs? You know, what if there were no red lights? You might think, oh, it's free. I can do whatever I want to do. But your journey would be perilous. You would not arrive where you wanted to do safely. So it's actually those rules, you know, those guidelines that help you achieve the goal that you want to get where you want to go. In the same way, out-of-bounds markers on a field drive the running back towards the end zone. You know, our rules, are the commands that God gave us drive us closer to him. They, they, they say, don't go over here, don't go over there, I'm down here. And, and much like those out-of-bounds markers on a field— um, they direct us towards the goal, which is that relationship with Christ. And that's what's key because, you know, we get to this last one, you know, where Jesus so eloquently says, you know, then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. You see, we are one nation under God. The day we become one nation over God, hmm. I'm leaving because we have now then made ourselves the sole authority and we have walked away from God. So for me, it's really easy. If it's, you know, this isn't meant to divide us away from the government. If it's our taxes, if it's a stop sign, if it's, these are the laws of the land, not a problem. We're going to be obedient to those laws. However, when they come into faith and morals, and if the government chooses a law, i.e. abortion is legal, thank you, Lord, for the First Amendment that says, you know what? It is legal, but we have no right as the government to pass a law that forces you to believe in this practice mm -hmm. so we can abstain from that because that's our calling because we are under God and his authority before we are under this country's. And we have that choice and that protection from the First Amendment right of the Constitution of the United States that we're protected with our religious freedom. And I thank the Lord for that. And that's the way the founding fathers set it up. So again, this isn't meant to divide, but there is a priority. There is a hierarchy. God's law is first and foremost. It cannot be broken. And so we have the ability to say, you know what? And, and you know, and, and even in the Second World War and things, the conscientious objectors, the Mennonites who said, you know what? We can't serve with a gun in our hand. But they were able to go and to serve in other manners, you know, and they went behind a desk, behind a typewriter, in this field hospital, in this hospital, wherever they were able to serve. But you know what? The government allowed for that. And that's good. That's good because they protected the religious beliefs of our fellow Christians. And this is coming on the heels of last week's gospel where it was the king sending out the invitation, right? He sent the invitations out to the wedding feast for his son and people were busy, no one's coming. And uh, and they sent out some more and they still didn't come. And then they finally said, invite everybody, good and bad alike. And I'm thinking about wedding invitations. They're beautiful, right? They're you know, usually a big envelope, you know, gold on the inside sometimes and calligraphy and, and this nice invitation. It just looks so nice. But then there's that little envelope inside with a little card, the RSVP. So when... I think of the RSVP, right? God is always inviting. He never, from the moment we are conceived, he is always pursuing us. He is always, always pursuing us, always inviting, never imposing. He will never stop inviting. He will never start imposing. And then I look at this last line, give to God what is God, God's, right? So what belongs to God is, is that, that our free will. So with our free will choice, he gives us the opportunity to RSVP to his invitation and just say yes. 
right? So are you, we are his children, and it's going to make him so happy when he hears his children from the depths of their heart say, yes, I, I want to be your son. I want to get to know you. I want to love you. I want to serve you. Yes, Lord, I'm in. I'm in, right? So if we can give that back to God, our yes, like Mary, right, the all in, I mean, he's, he just does backflips because if we don't, then that little spot in his heart for us remains vacant. That's how personal and intimate mm. the relationship is. I mean, he's, you know, it's vacant. It doesn't get filled or overcrowded. Even if everybody else says yes, he still is going to miss you, David, if you don't say yes, or Tom, if you don't say yes, or if I don't say yes, he's going to miss us. You know, and I love this, this part here because I have a sort of a God story that goes along with it. It says, teacher, we know that you are a truthful man and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. And for me, what happened was we had promised a bride and groom. They wanted to buy a table from us made of old farm wood. And we thought the table cost $750. And we quoted them a price of $1,250, you know, with all of our labor and everything in so that it was a fair market value for it. So that was what was quoted. Well, it ended up we dropped the ball. This happened. That happened. And so my rancher said, I've got to take care of this bride and groom. I made a commitment to them. So he had this unbelievable, magnificent table made of 250-year-old thresher board wood, oak boards, nine feet long, four feet wide. It blew me away. I went and looked at it. I said, let me do a, a study on that, see how much it costs. It cost me $3,300 in material and labor to produce it. It was a $5,000 table with benches. I said to my rancher, I said, just so you're aware, before you quote, always find out what the costs are. He said, I can't charge any more. $1,500, that's the price I quote him. That's what I want to tell. I said, I said, you know what you can do? Absolutely, you're an honorable man. We honor our word. The price of the table to them with the benches is $1,500. But I would like you to do this for me. Share truth with humility. Let them know because we grew the size of the table for them, their custom order. We grew the width. We grew the benches. We did what they asked us to do. We will sell it for $1,500 because that's what we've agreed to. However, our true cost for $3,300 is what we have in this table. And the value truly is $5,000. And my man didn't tell me he was going to do that. He sort of was ranting, ranting a little bit. Well, I just heard. My man showed them the table, told them with truth and humility the reality. They said, you know what? We'd be honored to pay $3,300. And for the other $1,700 difference, do you mind if we make a donation to Brittany's Hope that helps special needs children worldwide with the other $1,700? But you see, that's God's reward. That's honor, honor what you say you're going to do. Be a truthful man living by truth. Then there's nothing wrong with sharing truth with love. And if they had said, we're going to pay $1,500, that would have been okay. Mm -hmm. But look at how God rewarded mm -hmm. what we did, moved their hearts. They were happy. Mm -hmm. We were happy. And $1,700 went to help special <laughs> needs children. Right. That's God. That's right. awesome. Right, right. You know, the, the uh, um, we'll shift gears, but the, the first the first line, the word plotted, like always hit me. Um, I think, you know, I would hope for most of us, we're probably not plotting, you know, against God. Not, not a good idea. Uh, so we kind of might dismiss that, you know. Um, so I can't, again, can't speak for all of us that we, mm -hmm. that we don't plot, but we probably don't. But I, but I definitely can say for myself that sometimes I might look for a loophole. <laughs> and that might be the equivalent of plotting, uh, you know, in my faith life, when, especially it's difficult issues sometimes. Like, well, what about that, you know, loophole? Or what about... 
about that? Uh, again, my opinion. And sometimes people um, confuse conscience with opinion. You know, that's because we're supposed to follow our conscience, for example. And people mm-hmm. say, "Well, it's, my conscience is what I think about that, or what my you know what my gut says." And if I think it's okay, then it's okay. But then we're losing the beauty of the church. You know, we're the beauty of the teaching. You know, people forget that yes, your conscience, but it's a conscience properly formed. Mm-hmm. And of course, God did not wire us that a truly formed conscience is going to contradict His commandments or contradict the beauty of the church teaching. So we're again, where I don't think many of us plot or plan uh, with malice against God, we might look for a way out <laughs> or a shortcut, and we have to be honest again, David. You're saying, truth, as I reflect on this decision, am I truly open to the teaching on it? Am I truly open to the Holy Spirit? Or do I already have a preordained decision on the outcome that I want, and I just got to find a way to justify it or rationalize why my course yeah. of action, even though I really know it's against what God wants, I got to find a way to make it work for me. That is, it could be, you know, in many ways, that's the way we plot. Well, you know, it's interesting when you shared that about plotting. The enemy's always plotting, always plotting to take us out. And guess what? God allows the enemy to test us, to see where are we at. And so I'll never forget, I left BJ's one day, I had a big cartload of stuff, not thinking anything of it. You know, they go through, they check you there at the end. The guy made a comment on something at the end of my cart. I don't even know what he said, but he made the line through the sheet, signed it, I'm good to go. I went home. So when I got home, I wanted to look up that piece just to see, you know, what the cost of it was or something to that effect. They never charged me. The piece on the end, which was $169, they forgot to ring it up. Well, I'm home. I'm a half hour away. They're never going to know that. And I'm like, you know what? That's not right. So I used the piece because I'm, I'm on the amount of television and I drove the empty box back and I went in one to see the manager and I told him the story. And me, I'm feeling all good about myself. I want this boy. You're wonderful. Don't worry about it. He says, oh, you know what, sir? We're sorry we did that. I can ring you up right over here. <laughs> so he takes me over with my empty box, rings it up, and I paid my $169.99 as I'm walking out. I mean, it's like the father was just saying, excuse me, did you bring it back to get the attaboys or did you bring it back because you did it to honor me? And I went, you know what? I kind of was bringing it back and I felt real good about myself. I wanted a couple attaboys, but you know what, Father, at the end of the day, I did it because I want to be that truthful man. I want that reputation. I want to represent Christ in all situations. But I'll tell you right now, you will be tested. Every day, there's tests. Mm -hmm. You're either going to pass or fail. So you know what? If you fall, ask for forgiveness. Ask God to give you the grace and not do it again. And move on, because I'm telling you, God allows them for our own edification and growth. And the enemy, he's always plotting and always looking to entrap us and always looking to take us out. And Dave, you'll never know what the impact was on that individual. That's the other part. So it may not have been the way you you know were kind of thinking about, <laughs> but you you were a witness to that person because yes. that person had to go. This guy could have easily had a hundred sixty nine dollar piece. No one would ever know, and he brought it back. So what a you know so what a witness to truth. Okay, still cost you to one sixty nine, <laughs> but for him who probably sees a lot of shenanigans, you know, in the retail world, sometime say, well, here's someone who brought something back. What a great example. And so that a seed that was planted. That's who it. knows where it goes? Don't but know. A seed was planted. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and then I think we have to be careful of. Of, of not falling into misguided charity. Like if, if someone heard you, you know, that you were about to do that, if they went, oh, you know what, Dave, that's, that's all right. I mean, 
that store has so much money. You 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 you, you but shop. But that's an intri- that's that's plotting the yeah. trap. Yeah, you you, you, <laughs> you shop there all the time. You know, you're so honest. Look at all the money you give away to so many people. Once what's one sixty nine in the grand? Like, so I think sometimes we could, or other people towards us could, you know, thinking they're being charitable with trying to get us off the hook, but it's totally misguided charity. We had a situation like that where one of our daughters you know lied to someone so you offer she was out of school because she was you know her recovery day from being sick and then uh you know the place where she was oh you guys off from school and she said yes and he said well is that that's not really a lie because I, I was off from school and and then then another one of our kids was like oh that's okay that's okay so i was like no it's a, it's, it's a lie right so i think we try to make people feel better because you know when when truth is presented to you sometimes and it's not following the path that God wants. It it hurts. It stings. And out of love, we oh, that's that's okay. You know, you really didn't mean anything by it. So I think we need to be careful on giving any misguided charity, or if we're on the receiving end of it. I can tell you sometimes the other way around, where the kids have taught us a lesson. I can remember having six children. You know, being in line for a particular admissions, and you know, saying, oh, we we have uh, how old are your children? Well, you know, we have three that are under twelve. You know, because you know, under twelve, a little discount rate. And the one child <laughs> says, wait a minute, I, you know, I'm thirteen. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so thank you, Lord, for teaching you humility in that case, and uh, realizing <laughs> that trying to save two dollars, you know, what's the message for my children? Uh, uh, you know, is, yeah. is, is is much more important than uh, than trying to save two dollars on admission. Yeah, and you know what? That's important because I look at my children and my older children in their twenties, they take their pocketbooks to the to the movies and they got their candies in there. I said, I said, but that's stealing. No, Dad, it's not. Do you know what they charge for candy? I said, then don't eat the candy. But if you put it in your pocketbook and you take it in, knowing you're not buying their candy, when they say no outside food, you're stealing from them. And they they rail back at me, but you know what? You plant a seed. And so don't have fear to plant those seeds because a lot of times they just don't realize that that's really theft, that that business is there to make money, and they count on those snack sales. And you have a free will choice to buy them or not buy them, but you don't have an opinion as to whether it's stealing or it's not. Because it is stealing. Wow, that's a, that's a big one there. Oh. It really goes back to what Christ is saying about... Oh. Did you just get conviction? Oh, <laughs> Do you want to go to confession? <laughs> it, it goes wow. back to giving to Caesar. What's Caesar? In other words, what God is saying is, look, if there's if there's civil law, if there's a movie theater policy, if there's things like that, as long as you're not illegal or immoral, well, then you abide by them. And that's the civics lesson. That right. There's nothing... You know, we may argue, well, they have... But we don't, you know... It's not for us to decide those types of things. If what's being put forth to me by the government sometimes, buy it by another company. If it's not illegal, if it's not immoral, then you know you do abide. And to do otherwise, let's be, again in truth, it is dishonest, and it would be cheating or it would be stealing. We're not abiding by you know a lawful decision or a lawful policy made by an organization or a company hmm. that has the right to do that. You know, so right, we can opt out of it, but we can't opt to circumvent it or plot <laughs> to use that word yeah. again to plot around it. You know, the, the evil one's prowling around like a, you know, a, a roaring lion. To, you know, he's to, sitting right on my shoulder. To, to, deva- to, <laughs> I don't to devour person. us. I don't and, need another person in my life to yeah. tell me. He's sitting there going, no, it's okay. You yeah. can do, no, you can do this. You can do that. Mm. Wow. It's a, it's a slippery slope. It starts with the little, the little stuff. And you know, if, if you're not directly stealing, like you're not taking something, and you know, then it's, so, it's so easy to justify. It's so easy. Well, it takes me yeah. back. It takes me back to, and you know what? I thank God for the moments He brings these people into my life. I'm very busy, and I'm in my, and I have my assistant, and I was the CEO of the company, 
and a phone would ring and she'd go, Dave, it's John or it's Bob or it's Bill or it's Fred, whoever it is. And I'd say, yeah, just, just tell them I'm not here. Finally, one day I'm walking past her and somebody called and she answered the phone and she put them on hold and she said, Dave, it's ba 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 ba. I said, just tell them I'm not here. And she said, you know what? I'm not going to lie for you anymore. That's not the truth. And I'm not going to do that anymore. Well, I never thought of that as a lie. I never thought of the fact I was causing her to lie. But I thank you for thank her for her courage because I was blind and her challenging me with truth caused me to change my ways. I never did that to her again. And so that's been over 20 years that I don't ever say, you know what, tell them I'm not in. Well, isn't that harmless? No, it's not. I was causing her in her conscience. Leading one of these little ones. Yeah, in her heart to lie for me. And I never saw it. And that's where Jesus cured the blind. Well, that was Jesus using her to help cure my blindness because I never saw it as a lie. Unless she was just getting back on the phone and saying, yeah, I just saw Mr. Abel. He told me to tell you that he's not here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why we don't answer the phone at home because I don't want to be put in that situation. And my wife and I, you know, let let it ring, let it ring. Then you're you're being truthful, you know. But But you're right. It's like all of our spiritual life. It's those little habits, and sometimes we think nothing of those little things. When 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 uh, internet music came out, and, and people would download songs, and they'd say, "Well, I don't have. Yeah, I can get through, through this site like Napster, those things, sure. you know, where people are getting songs. You know, I'm not stealing. Well, sure you are. You, that artist is owed. You know, even if it's 99 cents or whatever their commission is, they're owed for their products. And you, that's your you're in. And those little things like that, those little justifications, lead to bigger justific- justifications. You know, no one starts with you know deep within sin it's it's always a progression it's always a progression because it gets easier and easier and that's that's the enemy's way you know i'll I'll take you slowly i'll turn the water up the frog in the boiling water i'll turn it up slowly Mm. you know first because for most of us especially those trying to live a faithful life you know we we usually don't suddenly turn to something you know really horrible we we take a nice slow gingerly downhill slide uh, you know until it's too late so Mind, be mindful of the little, the little things, like in the military. Be mindful of the small things to take care of the big things. It's true in our spiritual life. You know, and I and again, the Lord convicted me the other day on on, on Sundays and working on Sundays. You know, He's been challenging me for five years. Do I finally got a book in the mail? I have no idea who sent it to me. Called twenty four six, and I read it. It was thirty five scripture verses in the book. Every one of them were a command, not a suggestion. And so I was like, "Whoa!" The Lord wasn't kidding. Keep holy the Sabbath to set it apart. We're called to be set apart. We used to be closed on Sundays when I was a little boy. Not anymore. We've now succumbed to, got to make more money, got to be open on a Sunday. So again, I surrendered my opinion and said, you know what, Lord? The Sabbath was made for me, not me for the Sabbath. It's a day you want to help me heal. You want to be that healing bomb for me. You want to help me be filled up and strengthened for the week ahead of me. I'm going to give it back to you. So we, all our businesses, we're closed now on Sundays and we put that on our website so that we can be a light to the world, an example, holy and set apart. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org. 
and click on Gospel Reflection Groups. Or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.